Welcome back to all my girls, gays, thems, and theys, all my niggas, all my jiggas. What's going on? <laughs> it's your girl, Fluid Flower. Girl, first of all, let's talk about, I'm fucking tired as hell. I know I promised an episode that was supposed to come out today as I'm currently recording on the Thursday, but it'll come out tomorrow if I eventually get my shit together. I've been going back and forth, trying to figure out what it is I want to talk about because I really just be coming off the top of the dome. Sometimes I do some pre-prep or some scripting, but not really. Um, Yeah, I just like to, you know, speak from the heart. So today's episode, we are going to talk about representation and how it's got you girls in a fucking tizzy ass chokehold. And I have, I've been having some thoughts on this for a while. Um, my, my overall point is to say that representation is not liberation. And I really want people to develop a politic outside of, we need more representation. And we just, we need a seat at the table. We've got to have the representation. Like, you know, I just, you want to represent. Girl, <laughs> let me tell you something. Because there's quite a few things that I want to get into. One of them is that just because you have a seat at the table or just because you are represented at the table, you need to understand that the table is white supremacist capitalism. You need to understand that the table is imperialism. And I don't understand what a lot of girlies don't get about that. And I'm not hating on you, right? Because I used to think the same things too. This is me prior to the 2020 uprisings. This is me prior to uh, the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, right? Because back then, you know, 2018 Effie was like, yeah, we need equal representation. Y'all, 2018 Effie was actually about to run for office. I went on like uh, runforoffice.gov.texas.co.uk, whatever fucking website it was. <laughs> and please forgive me. I'm so tired. I This week was just like a lot. I went and got blood work done. Went and, you know, got to the doctor and found out I'm vitamin D deficient. It's a whole bunch of fucking shit. But anyway. Um, yeah, I went on, no, you're running or run for this. And, you know, had a few friends who were like, yeah, no, I could totally see you doing that. And you can run for office and it's going to be great. And la, 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 la. First of all, you need fucking money to run for office. A bitch ain't had no motherfucking money. Even if you want to do like a fucking, you know, grassroots campaign when you raise money from people and then la, 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 la. Bitch, you not about to defeat nobody when they got fucking super packs behind them, bitch. Like the marketing, the print, the media that's behind that shit. You not finna whip nobody ass in the motherfucking polls when it comes to that shit. You see what I'm saying? And then because, because you know, cause my cup of coffee, I'm from New York now. Because, you know, I was really delusional. <laughs> I was really delusional because I was like, yeah, like I want to make a difference. I want to make change. And it's, I'm not shitting on nobody who, if that's your, that's your MO, that's your thing. Like, but that's just not my thing no more. Because when I saw them kneel on that man's neck for damn near 10 minutes. And I still get emotional thinking about that shit. When they killed that woman in her sleep, they kill our children. They kill women. They kill babies. They kill trans people. This is the power of the state. And so at some point you have to ask yourself if somebody who looks like me is helping the state or is a part of the state, how can they be for me? How can they represent me? So now you've got like, this is post Obama, era of people who are like even during obama's uh run 
his campaign and during his uh, time in office, people were like, oh, my God, Obama, my nigga, OPZ, you're going to do it for the blacks. You're just so great. Whole time. This motherfucker mosey his ass on down to Flint, Michigan and pretend to sip on water. People thought he was going to send in the Army Corps of Engineers, thought that he was going to declare a state of emergency so that Flint, Michigan could get help. And he not once, but twice pretended to sip on water, tap water from Flint, Michigan. This is the president. This is the same person who drone striked uh, a Yemeni child, a, a wedding this is the same person who was constantly bombing Africa, right? And, you know, honestly, I'm just going to be real. I don't really give a fuck about what people who support him say because eat shit. Like, the point is you have a person who's a representation, who's really not a representation of you because he's part of the of the bourgeoisie. So he can't even represent you. Y'all see skin color and get caught on skin color or get caught up in race and think that, oh, my God, a fellow moon cricket <laughs> i need to stop using racial language a fellow black is gonna help us and finally things are gonna get better and they actually didn't get better they actually got fucking worse and so i know it's a lot of people who gonna hear this eventually and be like oh shut the fuck up because y'all be dick riding obama and dick riding the democrats bitch i'm not doing that shit no more fucking more and then there are other people who hear this and they'll be like oh so so you're conservative do you prefer trump no nigga I prefer the end <laughs> of the fucking empire and I want to see this shit crumble so that we can build the world and start anew. Um, but my point being is that just because somebody look like you don't mean they have your best interest at heart. And that generally is like a rule of thumb for me when it comes to politics, media representation, and also uh, like even in your own personal life. Cause there's a lot of people. Yeah. You hanging out with people grew up the same way as you did, you know, the same come, came up through the same, came out through the mud, you know, all of that shit. And the whole time they plotting to take you down. But my point being, as far as like the political stuff, I'm really tired of seeing people try to like support empire without supporting empire. Fucking around with representation. That's going to get you killed because and it, and that's not even an exaggerate of a statement, exaggerated statement. You really have to look at and follow where the fucking money is going, right? Motherfuckers be like representation, vote for the squad, uh, vote for AOC, vote for Ayanna Presley, vote for Kamala Harris. But if all of these people are for funding the police and increasing the police and surveillance state, you're literally voting to fund your own death. And I know I gave examples of members of the squad who, you know, may actually vote or be in favor of defunding the police. But these same members of the squad uh, vote to fund the Iron Dome, which, to my knowledge, is effectively uh, funding the genocide or supporting the genocide of Palestinians. So it still pegs the question, where is representation leaving you now? The, we know that the that the police, like I, I think it was an article released today or sometime this week by the LA Times. And again, I'll be promising show notes, but don't be having time to do shit, but just go look it up for yourself. The LA Times like released that uh, one of the uh, number one killers of black men is the police. 
And you still have these people every two years, every four years, and every special election be telling us to vote blue no matter fucking who. And I'm like, no, but it does fucking matter. Because if you ask me to vote, and this Democrat is trying to appeal to moderate whites, which is just a, a, a dog whistle for soft Nazi, you want them to appeal to moderate uh, white people, soft Nazis, meaning that you're going to be tough on crime. You are uh, not going to be for the legalization or even decriminalization for any drug offenses, specific drug offenses like marijuana, crack, uh, uh, drugs in the past that have affected black people. But you'll be all for rehabilitation for the opiate crisis, right? My point being is that you voting for these Democrats who are talking about they're essentially moderates, meaning that they're essentially Republicans and they're funding for more police because they want to be tough on crime. Like, come on, like, don't fucking bullshit me here. Like, honestly, fucking truly, that shit really fucking blows me. And I be tapped in. I be on. And that's why, like, I really got to start taking social media breaks because some people, y'all's brains are absolutely fucking warped and broken because y'all will sit up here and tell me and repeat to me state department fucking propaganda like the cia didn't say this shit 30 40 50 60 years ago when they were busy destabilizing and neutralizing black radical movements like stop fucking playing with me like i'm not gonna get up here and fucking front right i'm not an organizer i'm not a radical revolutionary but i do understand what needs to be done in terms of at least for the ver for the time being for the things that i can do understand that there's a lot of shit that we got to break away from and break down and for me one of those things is understanding that representation is not liberation there is also like a faction of people who truly believe that if black people are represented more in tvs and media then that for some reason means that oh things are changing and hollywood's becoming diverse i read an article today actually let me go find the article before i talk about it anthony q farrell uh, released an article with Business Insider talking about how he went from a showrunner or writer, rather, showrunner, writer, executive producer, executive storyteller on The Office um, to having to sell shirts at Macy's. Now, what ended up happening, just to summarize, he worked on The Office, you know, what climbed the ranks, like, got, I think got to be like an executive storyteller. But then uh, him and a few other writers got laid off. Then after he got laid off, the WGA writer strike happened. Okay, so he was like not worried about, you know, finding another job initially. Uh, but what's so interesting is that he came to the office job by ways of the NBC diversity program. And I'm going to read a direct quote uh, under the section in this article where he says it was a race thing for sure. Um, so he says, looking back, I think part of why I couldn't get another TV writing job after the office was because the writers rooms were smaller. But if I'm really honest about what was happening, I'd say my race was certainly a part of it. I met with other shows through the diversity program before landing a job on the office. It was set up so that the studio would pay for a quote diverse unquote writer salary for three years at the staff writer level if the writer is promoted during that time the show's budget would have to cover the salary difference but for the most part all the shows had to do was hire us I joined the office as a staff writer by the time I left the show I was an executive story editor after I was let go I was met with multiple I met with multiple different shows to find my next job but then heard afterward that they weren't going to use the diversity slot that was a common thing back then where the shows basically said we're hiring a writer, but not in the diversity slot. 
Do you fucking see what I mean here? NBC, a fucking huge studio, broadcasting, national broadcasting channel, whatever the fuck they stand for. They've got a diversity program. And so to them, this shit is all fucking frills, no frills, decorations, ornaments. You're there to sit there and look pretty. But they don't give a fuck about you. This man knows people. He in the article talks about how if he reached out to Greg Daniels today, the creator behind the American uh, production of The Office, that he would sing his praises about him. But it's the fact that these white motherfuckers don't want us in the room with them. So they're going to hire a writer, but they're not going to hire one for diversity. This is straight from the fucking article because they don't give a shit about us. And even when you do get into the room, they will always look at you as a fucking diversity Howard. They don't think that you earned it, that you made it, that you're smart or that you're witty or that you understand anything. They're the ones who boil you down simply to the color of your fucking skin. So just because we're in the room and we're at the seat of the table, that doesn't mean even for that person or those people of color or black people in the moment, it doesn't really mean too much for them until it can actually begin to materialize because this brother is looking for other jobs and people are like yeah we're just not going the diversity route right now yeah and that could be specific for him because he was in the program but it's the fact that these studios have a have an option to not accept the diversity program higher do you see what I'm saying and I know I be talking to circles and I be talking crazy and shit like that. But my point being is like these motherfuckers don't give a fuck about us. So even the small little representation that we get, they don't give a damn. They do not give a damn. And they don't want us there in the first place. So I'm just like, okay, so writers, black writers, writers of color have difficult time getting into the writer's room. And so what about the, as I can't imagine what it's like for black directors, black actors, black hairstylists all sorts of black people and people of color who don't have union cards or who can't get even who can't even get into the said the uh, fucking diversity programs that a lot of these companies have um and so and and then my thing is like when people see shows like you know insecure or um uh, rap shit which mm, girl i need to do an episode of just me reviewing shows things that i like and things that i don't like um or when people, <laughs> or even when black people like win Emmys or when black people are in these spaces that we were not, like literally on the books laws that we were not allowed to be in, right? People be like, oh my gosh, Shirley Ralph won an Emmy. Okay. Oh, Lizzo played on James Madison's flute. Okay. Beyonce uh, and Jay-Z are the Tiffany, uh, the, the first black people to wear the the fucking blood diamond from South Africa that Tiffany's has okay how are these things doing anything materially for black people for poor black people for working class black people what is that doing for us materially because I can tell you the fucking answer is not doing shit for us that's great for them they, they get their money. They don't have to live in precarity. They don't have to worry about their, about their sugars and their carbs or, or, or worried about if, if they can afford a medically managed weight loss program. They don't have to worry about none of that shit. But a lot of us do. So, and it still doesn't change the fact that we live in an anti-black world that is hell-bent on the death and destruction of black people and black nations in order for it to function. If the black nation is not forever enslaved and serving at behest of empire, then they want that black nation dead. 
read vis-a-vis Haiti. And I know I'm not using vis-a-vis correctly, but anyway, my point being that you have Haitian nationals who are uh, dip, uh, who are diplomats who work for the American embassy and Haiti is literally being uh, invaded by U.S. forces. Because what good is that representation of those Haitians who work for the state if the state is still infiltrating Haiti? Like this is this is really fucking crazy. And so my thing is just like I want people to let go of this idea that if rich black people are doing things within the empire, then that somehow translates that poor black people or a uh, poor disabled black people, poor fat black people, poor black people anywhere, black people who are not rich, that for some reason that that would mean that we would get fresh groceries and, uh, <laughs> you know, we would be out of food apartheid and that we would have access to decent and adequate shelter and health care. We fucking don't. We don't. So I'm, I'm really tired of people conflating representation and liberation together. Like, it's just not something that needs to be done. And I think we, as a collective of internet users and people who, you know, are interacting with each other in these like online spaces, we have to be very careful about how we're essentially being marketed to a motherfucker will be like look we put a black person in in house of the dragon yeah you're being marketed to because they got critiques about how there were barely any black people in these shows and the black people you did show you showed them as slaves um and so like oh look this company who has been very or this fashion line or this you know makeup line or whatever the fuck has been very rude and racist and exclusive or exclusionary to black and brown people for decades then you know rihanna comes out with her 50 or some odd thousand shades of fenty beauty not everybody trying to be inclusive because they see that there's money in it now it's always about the fucking money. It was never about you, your well-being or being catered to you as a black person, as a brown person. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck if you're catered to or if you're marketed to. They only give a fuck if you fall in line and 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 spend your fucking dollars. They don't they don't give a shit about us. It's also my new understanding as I engage with actual organizers and leftists online and like follow their content go to like their their seminars and their saturday schools and you know like as i tune in with like people who are actual like black radical revolutionaries and who are creating and making space for the freeing of political prisoners and like you know just all the shit that we all should be doing um i also recognize hollywood as the propaganda arm for these United States. This is the same Hollywood that put, that allowed W.D. Griffith's Birth of a Nation to be showed in uh, movie theaters throughout the whole fucking country. This is the same Hollywood uh, that, <laughs> that propagated images of native people around the world that we have bones in our noses and that we're cannibals and they put it in cartoons and they put it in uh you know papers there these this, this this is the same arm uh the, of, of the this is the propaganda arm of the death machine known as the united states of america and we are entrusting these people to properly represent us absolutely not i ain't gonna lie when Shirley Ralph. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Let me know. Let me know. I'm going to say it. When Shirley Ralph started singing, I was like, I get that this is huge for you and I'm not taking that away. But Cheryl, girl, you been that girl. You been that bitch. And I kind of like, and I, that's what I'm saying. Everybody celebrates differently. Everybody is different. And I'm not trying to be in class alignment with someone who clearly has way more money than me. Um, so they see the world differently. She's also, also much, much older than me. But like, say if I won an award from these people, I don't know if one, if one, if I would accept it. And then two, I don't know if I would have been on that stage singing and crying and shit, because I'm like, one, her awards are overdue, but two, as a person who is moving into more leftist politics, I don't even want the fucking awards anymore because Hollywood does not and has never properly recognized black and brown people who are clearly better than any white person who is in this fucking industry. Nepotism and favoritism, sex scandals, all that shit runs a fucking muck in that goddamn, and I mean, it's really in every industry, but we're talking like nepotism. I mean, you got people who you, your, your dad or is a famous director. So you, you know, you, you, you make shitty shows simply because of the name, the last name that you have, but you have to consider yourself if you were black and you didn't have the namesake and you didn't have any connections and you still made the shitty show, would people pay attention to you? No. People, like they don't even pay attention to the people to the black and brown people who actually make good quality content and now we're we're like forced to listen to and hear from <laughs> from random ass white people who are just convinced that oh i i love film and you know i love the tacitility of the way that the camera feels in my head shut the fuck up you fucking film bitch like all these motherfucking film bros and all this bullshit all they're doing is repackaging and re-upholding white supremacy and i'm not motherfucking here for it i just feel like at the end of the day these the same people who don't give a shit about us don't expect them to represent you properly so when we do get bullshit shows when you do get nonsense representation half-ass characters the black side chicks the fat funny friend who is also black and is seen as undesirable when you get the the fucking you know the tropes of scary black or brown gang member you constantly get that all the time of course they're going to do that because they don't give a shit about you and that is the whole point of hollywood is to weaponize the people who are its victims to make it look like our skin our everything about us is the weapon all that all it does is continue to help white supremacy think look about copaganda there's like a trend on tiktok that's like all cops are bastards all cops are bastards so like you you repeat and you say and then someone pulls up a show of cops and then it's like Oh, it gets it's, it's it gets increasingly harder and harder because we're now looking at shows like SVU, CSI Miami, Reno Nine One One, Brooklyn Nine Nine, like these beloved shows. But it's like this is propaganda because police don't fucking do this bullshit. They don't find criminals. <laughs> what was what was it that came out? Like Minnesota PD had like over like uh, two thousand or like seventeen. It was a fucking large number of like unsolved rape kits like are you fucking kidding me chill most most murders and cases go unsolved and especially 
if they are dealing with black and brown people most missing people don't ever get found by the police especially if they're dealing with black and brown people let's keep the shit all the way fucking real so now when the case is presented in 2021 about how we need to defund the police people are literally using cop show examples you remember when detective stabler and olivia benson found that room of sex trafficked children bitch that's a tv show (laughs) if anything in real life police are more likely to be involved in the sex trafficking them fucking selves as if as if their two hundred thousand dollar salaries aren't fucking greedy enough girl same thing you got motherfucking black police officers who will do to you the same thing that Derek chauvin did to george floyd he don't give a fuck if you're black he's blue now He's a blue life, not a black life. And so same thing. We have these mayors in the city. You got black, most, a lot of major cities, especially with like a very high black and brown population. You got black mayors. They don't give a fuck. They continue to give more money to the police. Black or not, Marilyn Mosby, fucking uh, the the, uh, mayor Turner, city of Houston. They're going to continue to fall in line with the fucking empire. And all I want for my people is to just understand that these people who claim to be representatives of our respective people groups vis-a-vis the social construct of race, they're not for you. They are for protecting the interest of the empire. They're for protecting the interest of the state. And if you get in the way of that, they will neutralize you. You we just have to be on one accord. We have to be on an understanding. Because the fascists are on one accord and on one understanding. You have to understand that at least. Them motherfuckers are on code. But for some reason, we are okay with the morsels. We're okay with the crumbs. Oh, well, y'all niggas had scandal when Shonda Rhimes, so y'all should be okay now. Oh, well, you know what? Y'all have BET, so I don't understand why you're complaining about police brutality. And they will always throw that shit back up in your face. They will always throw it back up in your face because they too are under, even if they're not under the impression, they too are still spreading that propaganda of when you're more represented in the media, then therefore, you know, things are better for you. But it's, that's just not how that is. And that's not how that fucking works. We need a total and complete annihilation and abolition of the current system if we want to see things turn around. Well, we got like 15, 20 more years on the planet before shit becomes uninhabitable. And just destruction all the way around. And I guarantee fucking to you, niggas are still going to be like, and I'm using niggas as a, as a race neutral term, which is <laughs> technically impossible, but I'm just talking about for people. When these white ass motherfuckers be like, yeah, no, right, totally get it. But like, I really do think you're in the wrong neighborhood. Mm, but black power, black lives matter. These are the same people <laughs> who put black squares on their Instagram to, to help support black lives matter. Girl, you know you could have gave money on that cash app. You know you could have gave money to some mutual aid. You know you could have been out there helping people recover from these protests. But no, Black Square. Because Black Lives Matter, right? <laughs> Y'all remember that fucking, who was he, like a congressman? Some fucking politician who got mad that he was stuck in the snow in like Virginia or some shit. And he was like, I can't believe the weather <laughs> is raining in and it's honing in on us. But Black Lives Matter. I'm like... I'm sorry, but black people don't control the weather, bro. Anyway, 
we have to get ourselves out of this chokehold. Shout out to her because she's like super great and funny on TikTok. But yeah, y'all, I've it took me a while to get here. And the cognitive dissonance that I experienced because I am arguing with actual black radical revolutionaries because I'm so indoctrinated by the state, indoctrinated by the empire, um, repeating state department propaganda topics until you have that self-realization. And unfortunately for me was the uprisings and all the events that took place in 2020. And I was like, oh, so this shit, we're still going to die. We can be out here marching in these fucking streets or talk about seat at the table representation. They, they can still kill us without cause, without warning and, and them not getting in trouble. Okay. I need to reassess my politics and that's what did it for me. And I hope, I hope it doesn't have to come to that for most people in terms of you getting, what's the word? I don't want to, radical has been so defanged. But you essentially coming into a social awareness, I should say, to where you start to question your politics and you're not doing vote blue no matter who. And you're not just screaming at people to get out and vote. You're not just screaming harm reduction. We're actually looking at the material reality of those who are affected by this shit every single day and taking a step back and being like, oh, It actually doesn't matter who is in that office because they have a commitment to empire and not a commitment to me. But anyway, I've said too much. I hope this episode resonates with you. I'm not trying to step on any toes. Not really, kind of, sort of. But yeah, um, until next time, people. I'll see you later. Ha, 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 ha.